A wife discovered her husband had been keeping a secret from her for six years. That's not good. She went to go put her shoes on and realized he had written a love note inside her shoe. So she called him and said, what, what, what is this? And he fessed up. Hey, check your other shoes, babe. I've been doing this since we got married six years ago. If your feet get tired, I will carry you. Is that not the cutest thing that you've ever seen in your life? Isn't it funny how it's the little things in life and relationships that mean so much? It definitely doesn't take money to make each other feel so loved in a marriage. That's cool. For six years, all those little notes. I'd be like digging out all my old shoes to see what he said. I can't believe he didn't say like, so, and find anything special today? <laughs> he kept the secret for and six And she didn't years. feel that on her feet when she put the shoes on? How could you feel writing it's a. It's oh, a he was no- writing on the he was shoe. Writing on the shoe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought he was like putting a post-it note in the no. shoe. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Sometimes I can't get my glove up high enough. It just goes right over my head. Sorry. Are you feeling hungry today? We're gonna give you the latest in the world of food coming Ooh. up next. Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, Grubhub released the dishes we ordered the most in 2022. Oh, can I guess? Sure. I'm saying pizza. Good guess. Yep. The top three go to coming in at number three, cheese pizza. Mm. Number two, cheese burgers. Mm. And the number one most ordered dish is burritos. And it could be a bowl or in the wrap. From Grubhub. Yeah. Interesting. Second, you can buy one giant 930 calorie Fruit Loop for 20 bucks. (laughs) The makers say can double as art. And finally, in the world of food, they ranked the most popular Christmas cookies by state thanks to Google. And in the South, uh, Louisiana, Georgia, and South Carolina go for gingerbread cookies. Not my mm, fave. Um, Tennesseans want to make Christmas bar cookies. Mm, Peanut good. butter blossoms rule Ohio and PA. And okay. families in Michigan crave Polish Christmas cookies. What in the world are those? Uh, they're they're kind of like Italian. They're just like... Like white. Kind of dry. Like snowballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, powdered, yeah. Lots of powdered sugar. Yeah. Um, I think we would have to try all five to really make a good decision. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. You know what I've been asked to make for our Christmas gathering with my sister and her husband and two daughters and me and Glenn? Um, My famous oatmeal Christmas cookies with cranberries and white chocolate chips. Again, you should probably bring those in so we can try them before you take them in. I don't know. Maybe I can work that out. In a world where we all sing pop songs with the lyrics, all I do is win, 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 win. It's hard to introduce humility right, to yourself, to your kids. I think I heard the best ever advice on humility the other day. Very, very simple. It helped me. I hope it'll help you. I'll share it with you next. So I don't know about you, but I think the P word pride is it's one of the things that gets in the way. I think for most of us when it comes to our relationship with Christ, right? And mm-hmm. our relationship with others, which is largely where our relationship with Christ is played out. Um, so humility is something that, that we all strive for. But in today's world, especially where we all live for those likes and everything else on social media, humility can be really hard. Um, so I heard some advice on humility and uh, said, what, what humility is basically not making it all about you. And they said, so when you're home or you're at work or you're, you know, having a, a conflict with your spouse, try not 
to make it all about you. But how do you do that? And the response to that question was, knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Knock it off. I thought that was the best advice. because Okay, well, here are five things you can do. There's a verse in... Ezekiel that talks about humility. Now, if you really apply this, no, just knock it off. I think it's better said with a New York accent. Knock Knock it it off. off. (laughs) Knock it off. But how do I really be humble? How do I really cultivate humility? Just knock it off. (laughs) Sometimes that's the best advice, right? We all want want to read a best-selling book by a celebrity pastor with eight steps on how to be humble. When all you have to do when it comes to prize is knock it off. <laughs> okay, got it. So think about it. the next time you you, know, you you can feel yourself being prideful. You don't need eight steps. All you got to do is knock it off. <laughs> Voila. So we're having some fun talking about how do you cultivate humility? Well, when it comes to pride, just knock it off. <laughs> and, and voila, there you go. But if you are looking for an example, right? We've got the best example in Jesus and God himself. How humble was he, right? He humbled himself to become a helpless baby, literally relying on, a, you know, Mary and Joseph for, for everything. Obedient unto death. And then the cross, right? He humbled himself on the cross. So if we, if right when we start thinking, and being humble isn't thinking, what is, what is that quote? It's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. So it's not, no one's saying like beat yourself up or anything like that, but it is saying keep a proper perspective. And if we need a lesson on the perspective we should have, look at what God himself did for us. If he was willing to humble himself, the God of the universe is willing to humble himself to the point of being a baby and dying at the hands of others on a cross, then, you know, we should just knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> So the more years you have under your belt, seems like the quicker the years pass by, right? Like the time is just flying by. Like your kids, how did they get to be in high school or college or whatever already? It goes blinked. Boom, like that. So here's a reminder of how quickly time is going by. 36 years ago, (laughs) Thriller came out. Can you believe that? It was 36 years ago. This song will always make me think of Jennifer Garner. It was oh, in that from, uh, 30, 30 go, yeah, yeah. 13 going on uh, 30 movie. Back to the Future. If we were to get in the DeLorean with Marty, we'd have to go back 35 years ago <laughs> from Whoa. today. How about that? And how about this one? Saturday Night Live. 47 years ago. Wow. It debuted. That's which, crazy. By the way, this is the, the way that scientists will officially know how old you are. If you've hit the age where you go, yeah, I watch Saturday Night Live and it's just not funny anymore, (laughs) you are old. (laughs) Right? Is discipline a big issue at your child's school? Coming up, the school system that has decided to punish the old-fashioned way. Is discipline a big issue at your child's school? Maybe you're a teacher who wishes you could spend more time on teaching instead of discipline. Well, see how you feel about this. They're going back to an old-fashioned method of punishing kids at a school system in Missouri. We're talking spanking. Yeah, Mm. Cassville is a small town near the Arkansas border, and parents recently were notified that spanking is back in the toolkit, but only as a last resort and only with permission from mom and dad. They've actually had parents thank them for bringing it back. Uh, Definitely food for thought. Would you, as a parent... 
give permission for other people to spank your child or not? Hmm. It's a big question, huh? They had, um, at our school, they had a paddle. And it was called, I kid you not, the Board of Education. Oh, wow. (laughs) And that was a public school? Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Because I went to a Christian school, and my my third grade teacher had um, paint sticks Hmm. taped together. And depending on how much trouble you're in, there was double trouble or triple trouble. (laughs) Yeah. This was like a legit paddle. I never experienced it, by the way. Oh, that's good. And it's funny. It's like... The kids who did, it's like they, it was never just a one timer. <laughs> they were repeat offenders Uh-oh. and were there multiple times. Oh, man. Yeah. So times that times changed. And now it sounds like, at least in that school district, their times are coming back. It's hard to believe, but there's a very iconic movie that came out 25 years ago. Okay. And there's still this big controversy all about it. We've talked about this controversy on our show. Okay. And they're trying to lay it to rest once and for all. We'll tell you about it next. It's hard to believe 25 years ago, an iconic movie came out. We're talking about Titanic. <laughs> and they're still debating. I thought you said a Christmas debating. movie. I no, 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 not Christmas. Okay. Iconic movie. Okay. Um, and there's still a controversy that we've talked about. We've discussed this at length on our show, and that is, could that door have support, supported both Jack and Rose? Oh, totally. Why could they not have both lived right. and had a happy life and many, many children um, and because Rose was privileged and pampered and sharing was not in her nature. That's why. <laughs> you could go a million different ways this, with, with this debate. But the director, James Cameron, is is set out to put a definitive end to the speculation that Jack could have survived after the sinking of the o- infamous ocean liner. And so they conducted a forensic study to show that the door could not possibly have supported them both. <laughs> and he's trying to just put it all to rest. And, said, and then he said, he kind of went on. He's like, besides, it's a Romeo and Juliet type story. Jack had to die as part of the love story. That was just all part of it. So he's hoping for the next 25 years, all of us will just like calm down, settle down now. Here's what I'm wondering. And in not this, worry about it anymore. this world we live in where there are no new ideas, everything's a prequel or a Avengers Part 7, right? Mm-hmm. Why did they never do a Titanic prequel that told Jack's story up Ooh. to the ill-fated moment? Perfect ending. He's excited. Wow, my life is really taken off now. I won this ticket. Yeah. Right? And he... Final scene, he's getting a going up the ramp to the boat, and we all know what happens after that, right? Huh. Why did they not do the prequel of I'm how sure adventurous it's been his life is? Because life there's was. lots and lots of money on at stake. Well, so. Leonardo DiCaprio is too old to play the role now. Oh, no, they'd have to have a young Jack for sure. Yeah. Right, right. They'd have to be somebody else. Yeah. So, but anyhow, mm. that's, the, that's the controversy for me <laughs> in Hollywood where there's no such thing as a new idea. Leave it to Kev. I, ca- I settle one controversy that's been around for 25 <laughs> years and he wants to create a new one. <laughs> Speaking of movie sequels and like specific Christmas movies that I would like to see a part two of, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Elf. Yeah. I would love to know the continuing story of Buddy and, you know, when they had the baby and stuff and what what, what happened there. Yeah. What, what happened to Buddy and and, and Jolie yeah. and the little that would baby. Be good. That would be a good movie. I talked to uh, a Kevin and Taylor listener the other day 
who watched uh, Will Will uh, Ferrell's new movie Spirited, mm-hmm. and I only made it through the first five minutes. And we, I looked over at my husband. And we were like, "This is really stupid." Mm-hmm. And she said, "If you can make it through the first ten minutes, it gets a gets lot better. better after that." Oh, so I need okay. to give that a second chance. And then another one that a lot of people would like to know would like a part two. Two is uh, Love Actually. People would like to know what happened to all of those people. Mm. What, how did their stories unfold after yeah. that? You feel like you were plunged, you did a deep dive into these people's, you know, their lives, and then nothing. Like, did the one guy ever get over of the girl that got married and find love again? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. What happened yeah. to the writer and Aurelia who got married in, in Portugal? Yeah. Did they wind up, you know, an item. They, he proposed, but how did that go? There's a lot of baggage with that girl's family, mm-hmm. right? Did, yeah. Did uh, did Colin? Did he stay in Milwaukee? <laughs> right. Being the cool British guy <laughs> right. in the USA. Right. He was just a dork in England, but here he was the guy with the cool accent. What happened to all those people? I want to know. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Do you tend to drive a little too fast, especially when you're in a huge hurry? Check out what this cop did to get people to slow down. Several people kept speeding through an elementary school zone in the Florida Keys. So Officer Gaputo dressed up like the Grinch to keep kids (laughs) safe. An onion or a citation? I think I'm going with the onion. Ah, it's what a wise man. A wise man, that's for you. I can tell you a smart guy. He said that was only for people going five miles per hour or less above the school zone limit. Everybody Mm. else got an expensive speeding ticket. And I think I heard one report where he made one guy take a bite out of the onion (laughs) after the Grinch gave it to him. (laughs) Hey, do you like the idea of living a long life coming up? The most fascinating thing that helps. Hey, do you like the idea of living a nice long life? Well, here's what the trick that works. This is pretty wild. Get to know your neighbors. Interesting new research out of Rutgers University found that feeling connected to your neighbors appears to promote better health outcomes. (laughs) It makes sense. We are made to be in community with each other. And I wonder if being part of a church or a small group works just as well. Uh, Look for that study to come out soon. I am laughing so hard at the timing of this because I just sent a meme to my neighbors Amy and Andy, who I like very, very much. But it says, Mr. Rogers did not adequately prepare me for the people in my neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) And I put, this one must be for you, Amy and Andy. He never prepared you to live next door to people with five dogs. Oh, man. (laughs) That's intense. So funny that you had that as a story today. I wonder how many grace opportunities they've had with you guys. (laughs) Plenty. (laughs) (laughs) I love getting presents. I'll admit it. I love getting presents. It's so much fun. And I got a present from someone I've never met before. And it's possibly one of the best presents, particularly Christmas presents, I've ever gotten. I'll tell you about it next. So I know we all uh, complain about social media and how, how horrible it can be at times. But I really enjoy social media. And I've met some of the coolest people that I probably will never meet in person at least not this side of heaven, um, that have really, you know, they inspire me. They make me laugh every day. And this one lady I've been friends with, we had a mutual interest in cycling. And because I have some other friends in the UK, you wind up overlapping conversations with people. And we've been following each other for probably about, about 10 years. Her name's Elaine. She lives in Liverpool, England. And out of the blue, I got a DM from her. 
And like me, I, I try not to send DMs to people. She put, sorry for sending a DM. I, I know that's a social media violation. But I have in my possession my godfather's Bible. It was given to him over 100 years ago. And this is a sad part of the story. She said, no one in my family is really a person of faith. And we were going through stuff and getting rid of it. And I thought, immediately thought of you because you're the one person I know who takes their faith seriously. Would you like to have it? And I said, 100% absolutely would love to have it. Are you sure? Yeah, because you wish she would read it. Yeah, are you sure? Or or even from a family heirloom standpoint, are you sure you don't want that? So I said, I will be the caretaker of it, and hopefully you'll ask for it back one day. Oh, yeah. That's what we'll all pray. So, but it arrived in the mail at the other day. And first, it came from the UK, so it's got these cool stamps on it. Mm-hmm. And it says, you know, Royal Mail and all this stuff. I knew exactly what it was when it came. And I opened it up, and first inside, it said, best wishes, uh, Kevin and Tracy, best wishes, Elaine. And I opened to the inside cover of the Bible and it was presented to her godfather at Christmas. Oh, wow. 1914. Whoa. Yeah, I know, that right? That was wild. So what I was just of history. thumbing through it and looking at it. Has his, the the uh, pastor who gave it to him, it says it was a special prize awarded to Herbert Wilkinson, Christmas 1914. And it's signed W.H. Tarker, vicar. Isn't <laughs> that cool? Wow. So, Church yeah. of England. Once That's we get uh, once we get our um, Christmas decorations down, we're going to find a prominent place mm-hmm. to put it on. I'm thinking I'm going to put it right next to my. I have a statue of Mary on uh, on one of our bookshelves, and I'm going to get one of those little uh, uh, the plate a plate holder and put it on that right next to the statue of Mary. That's cool. I think it would be cool to have and, it there. And we are all going to be praying. That Elaine will ask for that back very, very soon. Yeah. That she'll want to pursue her faith and it won't be on your shelf long. Hoping that we are just the caretakers of it Mm -hmm. temporarily. Yeah. Isn't that a cool present? That's awesome. That's so cool that Elaine sent you that Bible and and that we're all going to be praying that the story continues, that she says, hey, uh, you know that Bible I gave you? Can I get that back? Because I really want to pursue my faith. I want to read it for myself. (laughs) But I have a really cool story to tell those of you who are just hoping and wishing and praying that someone in your life will come back to their faith mm-hmm. or come to faith for the first time ever. Um, I have to keep the the persons and people anonymous, anonymous. to protect okay. them. But we got a group text the other day in my family and someone who has, let's just call it strayed from the fold, reached out to his or her mom and said... Hey, I want to go to the Christmas Eve service with you. Hmm. And that mom wow. about fell on the floor. Wow. Because she was she's been hoping and praying and asking God, please can you make this change in my child's life? Oh, that's great. And the fact that the child was the one that reached out and said, Hey, would it be okay if we came with you on Christmas? It's just like, (laughs) we're all like, (gasps) and and, you know, even this person who this happened to this mom, she's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to temper, but I almost dropped the phone when I got the text and then I'm (laughs) I'm trying to remind myself that there could be a million excuses between now and Christmas Eve but she's just hoping and praying that this might be the first step to her child right. coming back to their even, faith. Even if she doesn't go, obviously the door, so there's yeah, some knocking there's going on the door. something going on, yeah. Um, what, what I would have to do as the parent is 
is rein my enthusiasm in. Yes. Like Christmas morning. Yeah. Here, I got you a Bible, a WWJD <laughs> t-shirt, and I hope you don't mind, I took the liberty of signing up for a small group. A <laughs> <laughs> sure way to push them right back away. Right, right. Yeah. you got to rein that enthusiasm yes, in a little bit. But we're all just so excited. We're all praying and Inside, you're, and... you're jumping for joy. Outside, you're like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, right, yeah, well, we, were, we weren't want, even going mean, to go, but sure. Yeah, I mean, we're going to the the, we're going to the 545, so, you know, we'll be a little hungry after if you want to come. Hey, know anyone getting married anytime soon? Check out the latest trend when it comes to the ceremony. Their dog. Yep, aww, nearly two-thirds aww. of dog owners want to involve their pooch in their wedding day. Half a couple's trying to tie the knot would make their furry friend a ring bearer. While one in ten grooms would even have their dog as their best man. (laughs) And uh, I texted my niece, Alyssa. She got her first dog after she graduated from physical therapy school. And she's getting married in March. And I said, okay, is Willow, the German short-haired pointer, going to be part of the wedding ceremony? To be determined. <laughs> Maybe it depends on how well they get her trained by then. I'm not sure. Doggy be the ring bearer. Like yes, attach it to the dog's collar so and have her walk up to the front. I wonder. I haven't seen Willow in so long. I'm not sure if she would be obedient enough to pull that off or not. Which would make the wedding awesome. Right. <laughs> I right. need to text her back and say we vote Willow's in the ceremony for sure. I could see my daughter April wanting Marco and Artessa to be Aww, two of our dogs to be in be to be in her wedding. If and when that ever happens. Hey, do you feel like you're constantly putting out fires as a parent coming cool. up? You are not alone. Hey, do you feel like you're constantly putting out fires as a parent? Man, you're not alone. The average parent has to deal with six family crises a day, including (laughs) resolving sibling squabbles, dealing with tantrums and running late to appointments. According to a recent survey, disagreements over bedtime and struggling to understand their kids' homework are also among the mm. daily conundrums that moms and dads find themselves in. And the more kids you have, the more conflicts there are. But I think there's something that happens. It's like diminishing intensity. Because with if you just have one kid, everything is like, Wah! you have two, it's like, okay, I really don't have time for two catastrophes. Three, um, you're all going to have to figure some of this out on your own. And four, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So we have four kids, and it just, yeah, with each one, you're like, all right, look, we've been down this road before. We're, we're not losing it over this this time. So that phrase, putting out forest fires, we all throw it around, but no one knows that in reality, like a parent, <laughs> putting out, what's the latest fire you had to put out? We'd love to hear from you. What's your latest forest fire? We're talking about those forest fires that you've got to put out all the time when you're a parent. They're going to happen, even when you try to make your kids responsible for themselves. And mm-hmm. um, my my wife was really big on that with our daughters, particularly when they got their driver's license and stuff. She was like, you're making your own doctor's dentist appointment. You need a cleaning. You're making the appointment. You're driving yourself. She was awesome. really big on that. Uh, but it can uh, come back to uh, bite you in the rear end. And that happened with my daughter, Amber, and her SATs. She was going to take the SATs and she overslept. And the SAT, the test was supposed to start at eight. She woke up at like seven thirty-five, no. and the place was about a half hour away where she had to out. go. So I was like, "Honey, put your hair up, throw on some makeup. I don't want you driving in this state because she was wound up. I'll drive you. It's going to be okay." We wound up getting there to the school where they were administering the test about fifteen minutes late, and there was construction 
all over around the school. And she's like, great. Now we're now I'm going to be even more late. And I was like, honey, come on. Let's have some confidence. So you get there late. It'll be okay. She gets there. And because of the construction, they've delayed the test by a half hour. So she Ooh. wound up being 15 minutes early. <laughs> but the whole time over there, I'm like being outwardly, honey, let's keep calm. Let's stay calm. And inside, I'm like, how could you have done this? That's what parents have to do, right? You have to stuff your own emotions. For the sake of kind of like when you say goodbye to a kid going off to college, you don't cry in front of them. That's where you get all Uh, of the gray hair from, is from all of these situations. I can't tell you how I was so wound up getting over there, but outwardly I stayed very, very calm. And it all and it all worked out. Like everything else in life, it seemed you know, like everything does tend to work out in one way or another. But do you have one of those stories of putting out a forest fire with your kids? We'd love to hear from you. So I was just sharing with you that uh, story about my daughter, Amber, and her SAT test and how she overslept and was stressed the whole way getting there. I wound up driving her and she was late, but then there was construction going on. So they gave everybody a little bit of grace to find Mm -hmm. a parking spot. So she wound up being 15 minutes early. And then she was stressed. She was like, Dad, I was so wound up. I know I did terrible. And she nailed it. I don't remember what her score was, but she was like top percentile in taking the test. And then fast forward, she wound up, she went to college early. She graduated after three and a half years, graduated college early after three and a half years. And now she's already a junior executive at an advertising firm. That's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I share all of that with you, mom and dad, these stressful moments. That's what they are. And they're part of, they're part of the bigger story, Mm -hmm. but that's all they are, you know, getting wound up about those, those fire forest fire moments we all do but in the big picture they all add up to you know your kid's life and the calmer you can be on the outside i have to highlight though that she takes after her dad because i always say about kevin everything always works out for him if he drops five dollars he'll find ten dollar bill (laughs) she inherited that from you the test being delayed 30 minutes. You read your Bible, you see God's been looking out for idiots for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we, apparently, we have a special place in his heart. <laughs>